Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Justin, I both want you and don't want you to play Destruction All-Stars. It's, it's a, Oh, Scott. I want to know what you think, but it's also so not worth your time. Well, this is what you keep saying to me, man. Like, you you came in looking forward to Destruction All-Stars, and now, suddenly, it's apparently the worst thing since Unsliced Bread. <laughs> what happened? Why is it so bad? Because I know it's even just... last year, when the PlayStation 5 was first announced, you were like, Destruction All-Stars, this is going to be such a good I was looking game. forward to this game so much. I mean, I love Destruction Derby, and I love uh, Rocket. Is it? No, I said it was delayed, you know, back at the time. Like, it was oh, supposed to be a launch game. Audio yeah, was delayed, and I was like, oh, oh my right. God, but it's fine. Um, no, I was looking forward to this. I mean, yeah, I love, like I said, Destruction Derby. I love Rocket League. Give me arcade racing. Give me all the things that this game seemed to be thrown together into a lovely little pot. And it kind of ticks that box, but the feet, the, there's so much just, ah, oh, there's so much wrong with it. Like, one, the UI is abysmal, for one thing. Like, the actual in- interfacing with this game on a UI level is terrible. Just, like, weird, yeah. tiny text boxes or giant badges that you, that's been thrown at you. And <laughs> um, there's the microtransaction side of it. There's the fact that you have to pay for additional story chapters. They give you one character at the beginning, and then you have to pay real world money to get additional story chapters. And um, there's the actual feeling of playing it, which is terrible. Because if you come off something like Wreckfest, which is really physics based and really satisfying, Destruction All Stars is like trying to be more arcadey, a bit more like Dirt Five, but like mm-hmm. more just because of the lag, nothing really syncs up properly. You're always just sort of like, you still hit people and you get points for it, but it's just a bit naff. And there's the fact there's only three arenas and everything looks the same and it's just so not satisfying. And it kind of just comes together to be this really weird threadbare thing that mm-hmm. honestly I feel, I, I tweeted this out, I have a theory that they were going to, because they were going to sell this for £70. Like this was going to be a premier AAA PlayStation 5 exclusive. Um, and I feel like they had that on the cards at one point and then someone somewhere, pure theory territory, I think someone somewhere stripped this down and said, actually, we can sell all the disparate parts of this across the whole year and have the microtransaction storefront in there. Um, yeah. And just and that'll be our little moneymaker. That'll be Sony to just try in their hand at something more sort of uh, third party, sort of like a platform uh, for content. Mm. And it just feels horrible. No part of it is enjoyable. The base game, I'm going to let you talk at some point, the base game of just hitting people. You just drive hit drive around in a circular arena, <laughs> hit someone, and you get a point. Like just what is that? There's no weapons. Like you can you can uh, you can deploy a power up, but it doesn't really change much. And some of them are crazy overpowered. 
Oh, Josh, mate. It's it sounds like a big thing, Scott. Because it's, it's, it's it sucks for me because like I had no real major interest in this, but because there was like a little bit of hype around it, because it was gonna be this free PlayStation Plus game. I remember like if like last week, whatever, when it came out, I was talking to my friends. I was like, guys, there's this game coming out called Destruction All Stars. We could play it. It sounds fun. It's free. Call of Duty microtransactions down, mate. I've got Yeah, I've got come something. on. Put those red tracer rounds down. We're going to play <laughs> Destruction All-Stars. And then the reviews came out. And then I heard what you said. And I've just had no interest in jumping in because it does sound like this threadbare, bare bones thing that just, although I think the theory that you've just posited there about them maybe viewing this as a live service and breaking it into chunks so that they can release further on down the line does sound appealing. It sounds like they even get like the kind of basic things wrong though with yeah. like the lack of music or the lack of like- There's no, yeah, there's no music in the game. Like there's there's on the menus, but there's nothing in the game itself. It feels so weird and empty and disparate. And it's like, is this literally unfinished? Like, did you mm. take something out of this? And also like, I, I love the, I lo- at the core, I like the idea of a bunch of cars smacking into each other and you can get out the car whenever you want and do a little bit of platforming Prince of Persia style to be honest running on walls and stuff and then jump in a different car and keep going um, and the, the dev said that you should think of the cars as weapons in an FPS that you jump in one you use it for a bit and you go to another one but all the cars feel the same like the van one feels a little bit heavier but they're still it's not like one has a massive amount of health or one has like a specific ram that the other one can't do or whatever um, but also that treadmill thing that idea of like super basic gameplay arcade gameplay should then come across to a really cool reward system or a really cool xp system or something yeah. and the skins that are on offer are god awful like it's four uh color palette swaps which if you're like hannah's my favorite character and she just has a couple of like trims like a couple of colored trims on her shoulders that go different colors that's it and then if you get if you save up enough points you can get a whole other skin but it still looks mostly the same and that's kind of the case for all of them and it's just like what is what is this, what is this like just because it's free i guess that's okay yeah, I guess there's nothing that frustrates me more, man, than having like a system like that that just doesn't have appealing rewards. Like I've been enjoying Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War like as much as the next person, but mm. you look at the skins in that game or the camouflages for the weapons, and I'm like, are these this bad on purpose <laughs> because you want me to buy the battle pass or buy the skins that are in the score? Because Maybe. the camos. I'm just like, how did we get like there's only a handful anyway, and they're not very good. And I wonder, I wonder whether this is just gonna be like a trend going forward where. We have the content there technically. You have skins in there technically, but they're nowhere near as good as the paid-for <laughs> ones that are to come, the microtransactions ones to come. Do you remember when Gears of War 3 came out and we just and that was completely dragged through the muck for doing this exact same thing? Like mm-hmm. it came, at launch, there was a whole bunch of optional stupid, like a giant tinfoil skin or a giant gold one. <laughs> Something that would just look ridiculously terrible. And it was like, and everyone leapt on that, rightly so, and said, what the hell? You can't charge for this. Like, what are you doing? Um, and then that's just become the business model. Every, well, a bunch of games have just crappy, like a stupid pattern. Or, like who's buying yeah. this stuff? I don't know, man. This is, this is especially stings, of course, because like it is a big PlayStation exclusive and it feels like it's been so long since Sony just completely swung and missed. Like you can maybe <laughs> yeah. point to Days Gone as being underwhelming, but I'd argue that still had enough to it to yeah, get an audience, you know, and it still sold really well. Whereas this seems like, 
I imagine what we're going to title this video as. It seems like a knack level well, misfire, you know what I mean? I, I, I messaged you and uh, Ben Roy and I was like, I think this might be the worst PlayStation exclusive since... And I try to think of anything that fills the end of that sentence because to me, at least Knack was a serviceable platformer. Like it was a letdown right. and Knack himself as a character model was nowhere near as, as beloved or, or lovable as something like Crash Bandicoot. Um, but at least it was a serviceable 3D platformer, quite challenging as well. And um, the order, the combat mechanics were serviceable mm -hmm. enough. It was enjoyable. Yes, it was 90% cutscenes, but when you were playing it, it played well enough. So it's like, okay, you've got to go like further back. So I was like, I don't even know, like Lair? Like Lair, like the original <laughs> version of Lair, where you sort of like yeah. gyroscope controls. Like, what the hell is that? So yeah, I just, I I don't know. Like I've been playing, I've been playing hours and hours. Of it. I'm like level 20 or something. Cause I was like, oh, I just want to make sure I'm right in this. Cause like something's really wrong with it. And I feel like a lot of the response to it, it's been like, well, you know, it's free. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, you know, it is free. If you, well, it's, it's not free cause you've got PlayStation plus, but yeah something is drastically wrong with what was originally going to be sold last year versus what this is. Because if this was sold for 70 pounds, like the torches and pitchforks would be more than out. I was going to say, do you think if this game came out at launch, and even if it was like free back then, do you think mm -hmm. it would have maybe more apologists because it is then a launch game? Do you think the fact that it's come out a few months oh, after this was the, if this was the pack-in instead of Astro? Like, yes, oh, I mean, I, mean, I would say <laughs> alongside Astro, if it was yeah. alongside Astro, it was just another game on the launch lineup that you didn't have to play because you had Miles Morales. But I think, I don't know, I don't, I don't know whether it would be judged less harsh, harshly, but it feels like now in this period we're in, where we're all waiting for the, the big next-gen game to come, we're all waiting for something like even the Returnal, which is now being mm -hmm. delayed until April, we're waiting for something to justify our console. And then All-Stars kind of comes along. It's kind of like, <laughs> this half-baked thing that people aren't really getting. It doesn't feel finished. It feels a bit money-grubby. Has, has that maybe soured the waters a bit more because we're all kind of in this zone where we're just wanting this next-gen game to come well, along? Well, kind of, I, I try and look at every game like in, in its own vacuum. Like For me, I mean, yeah, I was excited for it. There's that legacy of just the title of just sort of, I remember Destruction Derby. I remember that being a big thing. And like for me, Wreckfest is totally the Destruction Derby spiritual sequel. Um, but it's just that as a, if you separate all that stuff out, even if it was a pack-in game and you got it to change the value proposition and it's part of the console price it's a bad game like it doesn't right. feel good to interact with like i said the menus the ui the text is really tiny uh, in some places but then it's just everything's all over the place you can't read uh you can't even read what your special powers are as a character in the online menu in the lobby you've got to go off offline into the arcade bring the character back up hit a button and then you can see what the powers are that you might have actually used in the multiplayer mode just mm. stuff like that it's like you know they're shooting for overwatch in regards to how like diverse the character pool is and the characters are the best thing in it the character animation is the one standard out thing where it's like oh my god that's actually phenomenal like the way yeah. you've animated them is, is brilliant um but they're shooting for overwatch and it's like to that end in overwatch's case you just press a it's like one of the d-pad buttons and you can view your powers right there and then whereas in um destruction like you can't view anything in game you can't view what you're what you can do you just have to try and memorize it from the arcade mode of the offline stuff and <laughs> um, the one free option they give you before uh, you know unless you want to pay for the additional chapters and it's just like, like I get you've tried to sort of hodgepodge like Overwatch and a little bit of Rocket League and a little bit of the legacy stuff with Destruction, uh, Derby the name. Um, and it, like I said, it just feels so threadbare. And it's like the devs like are like a veteran team. So it's like mm -hmm. they would know better. Um, just something seems so off with it. Um, but I mean, in terms of the value proposition thing, like, yeah, I just, I can't imagine a world where they sell this for full price, but do you, yeah. do you, th are you going to, are you going to wait or do you see yourself checking it out? Cause even now I don't, I don't see anybody talking about it and it is free and available, but people are like, eh, whatever. 
Well, that's it. I mean, there are so many good games out to play right now that I just don't know where I'd slip it in. Even like the PlayStation Plus games that are out right now, like yeah. I'd want to, I'd want to play replay Control more than I would want to give this a try. If that makes <laughs> sense. And it doesn't help, Scott. I mean, this is a bit of a tangent. It doesn't mm. help that I have such limited space on my PS5 5 hard drive. <laughs> I would have to sacrifice something good to give it a Do go. Have that both, is actually both the recent Call of Duties installed at the same time. I have the skeleton of Black Ops Cold War downloaded because I had to delete the, ma- the main campaign and the uh, multiplayer. So I think I've right. just got zombies downloaded because it's just an absolute nightmare because I've been trying to play um, Neo 2 alongside that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of, I was intrigued by it, but at this point I'll wait probably for like potentially some more content, mm-hmm. maybe some patches down the line that make it a little bit more appealing because there could be like a cool little party game phone. If they hard. added um, power-ups, like, because they have, each character has one ability, but it's like it charges up. So you only really use it maybe twice, three times a match, if you're lucky. But for the most part, it's just you're driving towards someone, trying to aim at them. They drive to the side, you miss them, and it's like, okay, like, that, that's it. That's the entirety. <laughs> if you hit them square on, you get three points. If you graze them, you get two. And if you sort of, like, just glance them a little bit, you get one. But that's it. Like, there are a few different yeah. modes. But there is one mode called Cornado that's really cool, where you uh, hit dudes, you get points, and you bank them by driving into a giant tornado, which that reminds me. It's, it's cool. That's the only original mode in here, though. Everything else is <laughs> just, like, you know, whacking into dudes. Um, but the Cornado thing reminds me of Titanfall 2's Bounty Hunt. And I think more games should have that. <laughs> that, like, that risk-reward of, like, trying to, you know, like, get a bunch of points and you bank them somewhere um but it needs a power-up system because i was playing it going this is worse than cell damage and i don't know if you guys if you played cell damage but oh, the playstation 2 cell yeah, damage. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 i love cell damage so much like playing as cinder i thought he was great and um i like love cell damage and i love like that whole kart racing ethos like a little bit of that like take, put some of that in destruction all-stars make it so that each one of these cars when you get in them has a different weapon attached and that would sort of, you know, inject it with a little bit of twisted metal or something like that. It's just, it's so close and it's like swinging a miss, but you also gave up on the swing halfway. Like, I wonder why they released it right now because obviously they delayed it. I wonder why now was the moment where they were like, right, we need to get this out. Like, could they not have put mm-hmm. it in development for like a little bit longer? Well, that's my theory up? though. I, I think they, oh, I guess, yeah. they took a full yeah, game. Yeah. They stripped it all the way down and it's like, okay, let's, it's February. So we've got a whole year of content yeah. we're going to put into this thing. Uh, what right, is like, the most basic? baseline version of this skeleton that we can sell and it's it's a menu and the characters <laughs> and three arenas and that's it and it's and fine because it's, like, it's free you know yeah, and you it's can fine have it. it's you free free and cost there you go it's a hell of a thing. So yeah, I I came away stonking mad from All Stars, but I uh, <laughs> I plan on. I mean, I've still got it installed. I like that uh, because of the SSD. There's no loading. You can just uh, hit the home button and go from a challenge on the home screen menu straight into a multiplayer game. That's a cool idea. We should pivot into something that you've been playing though, because you've been doing a little bit, a little bit of the old Hitman Three. Yes. Very much have. I um, just finished the, well, not finished it, but finished the final level last night. Mm-hmm. So I've seen the story through to completion. Replayed a few of the levels a few times and I'm excited to go back through and replay them more. But I'm just having like, a, I was having a great time with this. I love this daft serial killer simulator that it's just transformed into over the past few years. But you've been blasting this trilogy you've been, you've been shooting particular. people left, right and center. Yeah, I've just been trying a bunch of different, um, you know, approaches to these different levels because they're just so open. They just, you know, react to what you're doing in such an interesting way that I just, I love going into them over and over again. And I like turning off the uh, mission prompts Mm -hmm. just to try to figure things out on my own because there's nothing more satisfying than when you, you know, think of a way to murder someone in your head in Hitman, I want to specify. And then the game lets you do it. Like the game just accounts for it. And you just, you just feel like a genius, man. You feel like this, 
um, galaxy brained um, assassin. Uh-huh. And I'm a big fan of this game in particular. I played the second one. I haven't played the, the levels in the first game, really. And oh. um, I played through the second one, played through this one, and is a sequel. This is the first one I bought full price, you know, at launch. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's uh, just lived up to it for me. Okay. The thing for me was that like, I love the story in two. And it, it's so weird. I mean, I remember all the conversations after two being like, oh my God, we care about the story in Hitman. That's the, the first time. But I thought that was such a cool idea. Like the, the idea that you care about these random NPC like targets that you're taking out, the idea yeah. that they could have weight to them, that you care about this place you're infiltrating and all these different clockwork mechanisms that can come together for the kill. That you, Like I said, you, you genuinely care about taking out this leader of Providence or whatever, the head of the um, the Illuminati style group kind of thing. I thought that was really, really cool. And then I think for me like and as much as i think hitman 3 is is phenomenal the same way as the other two it's it's maybe the most solid like trilogy of games i'm trying to think of another trilogy that's that consistent the whole way through it's hard isn't it yeah yeah like that might be the top tier and that's mainly because they stuck to their guns so much and it's like it took them until the third game or the second game's dlc to even get cutscenes because they just spent the budget <laughs> on perfecting everything else but um yeah with the story stuff i thought they kind of squandered it and it's not to get into spoilers but the, the cliffhanger that they end two on for me just gets completely swiped away in three and i know that that is so not the appeal for like you or most people because they're not getting invested in the story um which is maybe just fool on me for thinking and Hitman can have this really cool story, but it's just considering the weight of what they set up at the end of two, I think they just kind of brush it aside in three. And there's a certain dance scene that I love in three. I think they bring that that stuff back, that relationship back. Um, so vague, but um, <laughs> they then end on a really interesting pivot. I think we should talk about the last level, not um, story based, not to be spoilery, but I think that last level is such a different pace. I don't know if you ended up yeah. shooting your way through it, but I played it like Uncharted too. The last level is yeah. way more linear. You're working your way up a, a train um, and it plays out like Uncharted 2's train level. It kind of felt like them doing a Bond level or doing a more straightforward level. Well, that's the kind of general vibe I got from the whole game, to be honest. It feels mm. even more so than the other games, like a dry run for Bond from the score that like plays over you, you know, spying your way around like these locations. It felt like Bond. And I was like, this is cool. And I'm not even like a big of a Bond fan. It just hit mm-hmm. those notes and it hit them so confidently in a way that mechanically and from a system perspective, like the other games were as close to perfection as you can get this type of game to be. But this had an extra level of sheen and an extra level of production value that those those two didn't have like you mentioned not just in the cutscenes, but in mm. the musical score in the way the in, in animations in terms of the art direction and stuff like that and the last level in particular took me by surprise because i wasn't expecting it like I, when i finished up the fifth i was like oh we, we're probably done here this is probably fine mm-hmm. and then we get on that train and I, yeah i kind of treated it as a more or less like a like i was the terminator you know what i mean i was going through this train and i was just wiping all these guys out because i think it's the one level where you can just kill anyone and not be penalized for it like even if you're doing headshots you get like your your rank is going up and so i took advantage of that and murdered everyone but even then i still like that they don't force you force you to play it like a shooter it's not suddenly Mm. like he's a contrived set piece to cap off the game like you can still from what i gather anyway you can still get through that mission like in a classical hit. Oh, I did. I didn't still... get seen. Like I was. I like. Right. It's, okay. it's strange because as you go carriage to carriage, I was like, "Oh man, are they actually doing this? They're doing like a way more. It's kind of rigid. The thing that I loved yeah. is that it, it calls back to Blood Money, like the big mm. twist at the end of Blood Money, where he comes back to life. Um, again, to stay away from spoilers, but it's ah, an, it's a awesome. similar vein. Like yeah. it's just yeah, yeah. It's like when you have all the um the beginning of the way the way the forty seven looks at the beginning of that last level. And um, for me, and what's going on thematically narratively, just reminded me so much of the setup at the end of Blood Money. And so like when I kind of realized they were doing that. 
was like, that's that's absolutely badass. And then when you start going carriage to carriage, um, I hadn't been seen at that point. And I was like, I wonder if I can do the whole thing this way. And I did start playing it Uncharted style where I was just hopping out the windows, uh, walking up a bit, hopping back in again and keeping going up. Um, so I did the whole thing without being seen. But it's like, it's also strange because when you go back on the main menu, it's like, oh, you can do an escalation contract or you can do additional targets on this level. But for me, because it is so linear, like it is by definition a straightforward like sprint yeah. kind of thing uh, or like movement um no part of me wanted to replay it which is like mm. i was just like this is a great story finale and i love the last level but it's just it felt so limiting because it is carriage by carriage i do i do agree that it doesn't have like the same open-endedness as the other levels obviously mm. but i was actually impressed at how many options there were like even when i was going through it through it and i was just blowing people away with these silent <laughs> shotguns i was like looking at some of the prompts that i was getting and i was thinking oh i, I could have done it like this i could mm. have tried this out and with more patience i could have ghosted through in an interesting way i could have poisoned this person who right. might be part of an escalation contract or something like that i don't know how many times i'll replay that in comparison to the other levels but i just thought it was far more fleshed out than i expected it to be because like I said I thought it was just going to be this sort of point A to point B straight shot to the finale and it was much more elaborate than that and like I said <laughs> had this higher level of production value that I didn't really um, expect and yeah and I didn't think of that final um, blood money mission but now you mention it it is quite yeah. similar in terms of like a spiritual um, sort of little connection structure yeah yeah totally. I was gonna say did you like for the story stuff because you came in on two did you like where would if I, if I say like how much do you care about the story in hitman was that on your mind going through it or is it more like it is this fun elaborate sandbox of like potential mechanics it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. 
Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Yeah, this is why I'd be looking forward it's to this conversation. Because no, no, totally. We haven't like talked about this much, but I feel mm. like we both approached this entire series like quite differently in what we've got out of it. Because for me, the story in two was just something I just honestly I could barely even <laughs> recite to you the plot of Hitman Two. Um, and yes, consequently, man. I thought I was going to just mostly ignore Hitman Three story, but I was surprised that it actually engaged me in a way I didn't expect. Sweet I was like, Jesus, Josh Brown. Very interesting and very cool. And I thought the cutscenes were very well done. And I thought the yes. people you're taking out, like you said, there is that gravity to it. And, you know, there are references to the other hits you've done in the other Hitman game, not to get too specific, but I thought that was cool as well. Mm. It made your time in the other levels feel more important. And like you said, added more weight to the world. But yeah, I mean, I wasn't going into this game like you, you know, hoping for them to take the story to the next level. That was just kind of like an additive thing that I wasn't expecting to enjoy, mm. but I ended up enjoying because I played this one differently to two. And I'm not sure whether it's better or worse, but this time around, I played the games, I played the levels like in a row, like linearly, I played the campaign. So I was going from, you know, cutscene to level to cutscene to level to cutscene mm. to level. Whereas in the, when I played the second game, I jumped on two years after the fact. So it just threw me all of these yeah, menu you did screens. later levels first, didn't you? Yeah, and I was just jumping between the levels with kind of like no rhyme or reason because I didn't even know there was a campaign <laughs> button by that point. Uh, so I didn't experience the story the like more or less. Button, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Please just tell me. I, I'm sure I, I might have even messaged you when I got it saying like, Scott, yeah, you, you, where do uh, I start? That's what broke me because you were like, you've played like one of the later levels. I can't even think which one you did first or something, but you did something. And I was like, well, chill, you saw this and you were like, no, what's that? And I was like, you've not done Sapienza or anything. No, I've not even done the first game. But it's, 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 it's that, that's the thing. I mean, the, they, they built that great set of levels and for me like you know when i talk about like championing that entire trilogy the tech on display is insane like just the amount of animations the amount of different possibilities that they had to account for that's the stuff that for me i just i look at that and i look at what someone like bethesda are trying to do like this whole clock like obviously it's a different scale different scope but um when you look at what io have pulled off like that's the stuff where i'm just in awe of it like i feel like most most game mechanics now, even though we don't, obviously not coders, we sort of look at it and go, I see how that's put together or I see how yeah. that works. Whereas like the literal beat for beat gameplay of Hitman, all these different like world triggers, proximity triggers, different things to make sure that things are happening in front of you in different events. And there's like a timeline to everything in each level, but it, it's still like, uh, you know, relies on you being in certain places at certain times. Mm -hmm. That stuff is magic to me. Like it genuinely just blows me away. I fully agree, man. And I really appreciated this time around how reactive the world is to kind of like, not your mistakes, but just your actions in general. When I was mm. playing through Hitman 2, every single time I replayed a level, I was trying to hit a specific target in a specific way. So I was doing a lot of save scumming. And if I was getting seen, I would be loading a previous save. I wanted to do it perfect. This time around, I was like, well, I'm going through the levels linearly. I'll replay them later. So I'll just go hog wild. If I have to improvise and take out this target a specific way, I'm just going to do it. If I'm going to get seen, I'm going to have to think on my feet. I just thought... That resulted in so many memorable gaming moments for me that it just 
almost it almost made me click with the series in another way because I found mm. as much enjoyment in those mistakes as I had in the successes in previous titles. Like there's a there's a mission where you have to investigate the stately home and take out this target. And after I replayed that a few times, I was just thinking, right, I'm going to do this Terminator style. I'm just going to go in as like as if it's a third person shooter. Why like, does why does everyone. your brain go there? You told me that on a on a message. <laughs> I've just I've just shot them all. I was like, what do you mean? Why are you doing it's, that? It's because for as much as I love Hitman, like the catharsis often comes after like 30 minutes of setup. And sometimes <laughs> just before bedtime, Scott, I want to blow off some steam by murdering an entire home full of people. So I did this, oh. but I mean, even then it was much better than I expected because the people do react to your actions. Like yeah. there are bodies all over the place. And the target I was going for, like her bodyguards, like were ushering her around the mansion while I was following her. So it was like this cat and mouse thing oh, where like- I, she was one step ahead of me. And then she escaped into this panic room and yes. her bodyguards like uh, sort of staged this last ditched effort to try and ambush me. So I took those guys out. And then I like I went and finally caught up to her. I was like, that's so cool. The fact yeah. that I can play it like this if I want. And it's not just like so many other games where they say, well, you can play it this way, but then you do it. And it's like, the game hasn't really accounted for it. It's not really good if you play it like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hitman, it's like, yeah, you can just do that. And you can have memorable stories that stem from it. Yes, the shooting might not be very satisfying, but the story of your be. journey through it. It mm-hmm. can be at times, yeah. There's it's a, like, you know, it's worth saying that like Hitman can be a better GTA game sometimes than GTA mm-hmm. like ever was in regards to like, the smaller scale, like an- just sheer anarchy. Like I love the fact as well that they, that they let you just go hog wild with a fire axe and the whole yeah. like uh, environment will react to you. And it's like, but then 47 takes himself so seriously. So it's like, you can't just run into a, a particular room, take out 20 dudes with a fire axe. And then he just sort of like walks out all suave as the music's like, dun, dun. it's like, yeah, I totally meant to do that i'm the best hitman ever and um yeah yeah, i like all that stuff um it's just i just laugh at your your brain going there because i never i wouldn't even my mind wouldn't go there at all treating it like a third person shooter or something but i have i have actually gone i did go crazy with the fire axe in in the paris level in the first game but i was like this is me pushing to see how far i can get uh with like the ai and all that kind of stuff but i love the idea of just treating it as an actual seeing it all the way through and finishing the mission well, that's it, because it's just, it's just like the juxtaposition of it intentionally is just so funny. It is mm-hmm. a funny game to play, you know what I mean? I like just getting into those situations where I'm, the, I'm, I'm disguised as this guy and I can't get close to this person and do a story, um, you know, assassination where I push his head on a pen or something. But also, <laughs> I can do that while also improvising by myself and have a fire axe in a case. So yeah. when he turns around, I get the fire axe and Jack Nicholson from The Shining just drive it into his back, you know what I mean? Like, and then escape in his own car. Like, I was gonna say, well, I love like, awesome. yeah, you like put their clothes on, <laughs> you walk out the door, and all the bodyguards are like, okay, sir, let's carry on. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's that's me. I'm just a completely different person, but I have this hat on, so I, <laughs> you think it's me? I don't know. They um they steered like yeah they steer so much into that, but in such a weird, specific, subtle way. Like you can't get away with so much, and the game will. It's some of the dialogue will just reference it, or like like I said, you can totally just dress up as a contact or uh, a contract or whatever, and then have the entire game just treat you as royalty and sort of like escort you out the mission yeah. or whatever. It's like that end bit from Leon, like where it says he dresses up yeah. as the policeman, um, made into like a slapstick thing. <laughs> um, let me tell you about a game because we we're running out of a bit of time, but I need to tell you about a cool. very special game. Um, a very, a very terrible, very, very, very horrible, <laughs> possibly early front runner for the worst game of the year. Um, where it's, it's, I, I always get its name wrong because it's got a really stupid name. It's called Werewolf: The Apocalypse Earthblood. Of I don't, it is, yeah. As soon as I saw it, it was the kind of thing where I was like, "This is so my shit," and I need to dive into that. And so I got it, and it's really bad. But you can play as a werewolf, so so there is that. 
Well, I saw the, in the only gameplay I've seen actually is what you posted on Twitter. It was about a minute long and you're a werewolf and you're just ripping up a bunch of dudes. And you it's know really what? Good. I thought, I thought I could have a bit of that. Yeah. I could go for a bit of that. You know what? Instead of playing Hitman like a shooter, when I get to those, you know, 20 minutes before bed moments, I can just stop playing Hitman, put the werewolf game on and smash some dudes <laughs> over the head with my big massive claws. Is it like, you know, you said it was bad there. Is it like, is this a game that you wouldn't, recommend or would recommend because it is. is a brand of throwback badness did you like blood rain 2 a little bit a little bit i do yeah because <laughs> that the nearest analog is blood rain 2 or is uh x2 wolverine's revenge more so oh. blood rain i know mm. and well mm, you go back mm. to x2 now it's it's not you know you need okay. to let that live in your mind but mm-hmm. blood rain 2 had a lot of fun with physics and i miss games that have fun with physics just let me pick up a dude and let me throw him through like a, a plate glass window or a bunch of yeah trophy cabinets whatever it is i don't care i even like the minority report game because it let you do that and so like in this oh there was a minority report game it was a it was a beautiful time uh, you should see the guy they got to play um uh <laughs> thing john anderson because they couldn't get tom cruise and so they had to make the opposite of tom cruise so it's a big tall square jawed man who's blonde to just sort of make sure <laughs> no one ever goes that's tom cruise um yeah, but yeah well thingy uh earth blood young blood whatever that thing, when you become the whale, because it's a stealth game. I don't know if they got this across in any of the marketing no. or whatever. It's a full-on old-school stealth game, instant fail stealth, although you do get power-ups to get around it. Um, but you have a werewolf button, and why wouldn't you push the button, become a werewolf, and just hack the living hell out of everybody? Especially because if a spotlight sees you, it's just going to kick you back to the menu and ask you to restart again. So you just end up, you get more rage if you take people out and then transform, but you mm. don't actually need it anyway because it just gives you special abilities, but a couple of hits from the werewolf claws kills them anyway. So you just kind of hit the button werewolf out and then you just you can eat dudes heads to get rage anyway and so you just hack the living hell out of everything and it's tooth it's 2003 af like it's proper like middle 2000s just big dumb gore there's like metal riffs in the background and you're just lobbing people through glass and i it's you know it's great but also terrible well, yeah, the issue is, man, like, I, I want to be the werewolf all the time. Like, I don't want <laughs> that to be the special mode. That you can't be a dog. Into. You can be a dog all the time. Just can a little you... regular little dog. That's that's not a bad trade-off, to be yeah. fair. If I'm a dog and then a werewolf, that's that sounds all right. It's that's better. Okay. The, the thing that really, like, hampers it is <laughs> all of the dialogue, all of the writing, <laughs> um, and the fact that I, I hit, like, I don't know if it changes, excuse me, later on in the game, but the, uh, the well, the setup, I was going to go into the whole, it's got a whole, there's a law to it because turns out okay. Werewolf the Apocalypse is a D&D style group of fiction alongside Vampire the Masquerade and Mage the right. something. And so the game just hits the ground running with all these different like terms and all this different stuff. But the actual gameplay locations, you're like a pack of werewolves that are camping outside a giant facility because you're all like eco-terrorists and you're all having a go at this big facility that's like destroying the world and you know, that sort of thing. Um, But I'm like, three hours in and every level is just you leave the facility you go back to the camp you can see the facility from where you are um and each level is just sort of your leader guy going like well we need to retrieve these files or we need to go and like put this key card in this thing so you just you go back down you go back into the facility and you go back through all the levels it all looks the same um and you do one other type of mission goal and it's just like how did you why did you think this was okay like you could have had this whole varied thing how much did you pay for this game Oh, I don't, I, oh, it'll Ooh. be, it'll, I think it's 45 pounds on the English <laughs> store, I believe. I don't, I don't know. I do, do not under any circumstances pay for this video game. Not even, not in any <laughs> world. Well, sorry. Uh, I love you, man. But this is, this is, the, this is the thing that you do to <laughs> me all the time. 
you're like you're like josh i'm gonna i'm gonna build this game up to you it might be the worst thing ever but i'm gonna build it up about how much fun i'm having yeah. and then you're like don't buy it you do the same with godfall you're like josh this has got a great introduction it does. the most next gen thing i've ever played and then you're like don't get it though and i'm like no <laughs> you can't you can't do this to me man you can't give with one hand and hit me in the face no, no, one, no, style one's, with the other. no one's stopping you from throwing your money at the screen if you really want to play some godfall that's it's right there for you but i'm just letting you know <laughs> that game peaks in the first five minutes and then it drops <laughs> off a cliff and if, if you're enough. 45 bones for that opening bit then cool um yeah werewolf's combat is cool but everything else is god awful and the the character animation is hilarious um literally everything is is just bad but um <laughs> other than picking dudes up as a werewolf and throwing them through stuff which i want to do in every game um Gosh. your final thing um is a little bit in neo 2 Yes, finally, finally properly gotten around to this game after telling you for about four years or pretty much since I met you <laughs> that I was going to finally one day sit down and play this. Uh, and honestly, I wish I did it sooner because Neo 2, from the few hours I've played so far... The day you play Ori in really, the Blind really Forest well, will be the day I dance outside. The thing that I've always been you know, put off a little bit by Neo is the fact that it's so long. Like these games are, you know, in the... It could be 80 plus hours and I'm not sure whether I want to commit to something like that but jumping in I can see myself playing this just over and over again it was like the classic case of a few games have struggled to grip me recently but I immediately booted this up it was up way past my bedtime last night just trying to beat this boss and it's because it takes everything I love about Dark Souls and Bloodborne you know that kind of repetition in the structure that kind of tough but fair you know classic yeah. um, description but it adds so many options to the combat and the combat itself is so fast paced and so mm -hmm. visceral and so satisfying that I'm just like I want to try all these weapons I want to try all these different play styles I want to get stuck into it and see what I can do like the sense of satisfaction beating some of those bosses last night and beating some of those enemies and getting through places I was just like this this is sick this feels great to play and i just I, I i want work to be over so i can play more of it right now <laughs> you th this is you talking about neo one you started with neo one or no. did you start with two i um oh started with neo two i'm That's afraid fine. i don't care two. yeah okay <laughs> well you know you gave me a bit of grief earlier for jumping straight to hitman two that i no, thought no, you might well, not approve but that's well that was mm, that was a mix of you going in all guns blazing with hitman two and not playing the True. levels from hitman one but, um, <laughs> i mean enough. that's the thing that's where we flip yet again though because i haven't touched neo two whereas i played the living hell out of neo one and um, but yeah i mean the stuff that they bring in like the sheer speed of combat is awesome but i love that all the customization stuff which i'm assuming is still in two and um, like yeah. i love the loot system that you can fight ghosts of other players to get their loot and then i love if they they still have it in two where you can customize your counter stance animation you can customize your like there's different like moves in combat that you can swap out i like the idea of, yes yeah, like yeah. sort of making a build around those things just little touch-ups that you kind of i mean i know that if you actually look into neo's development i'm sure it took like it was in development for 10 years it started as something completely different and now it came out as this sort of soulsian thing um but i love games that take the souls formula and do new stuff with them and i feel yeah. like neo is one of the most confident like iterative souls games like of them all really 100% like it's it's it was initially so overwhelming and that's what put me off as well at first because mm. there's like so much to sink your teeth into system wise you know even like little changes like you said changing your stance depending on what weapon you have like mm. it's 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 a lot more it's a lot deeper in terms of mechanics than you know something like dark souls ever was and there's so much loot to get your head around there's so mm. many things with your you know transformation form and stuff like that but i just found it was delivered at least in neo 2 so much neater than i expected it to like it was easy to wrap my head around all of the stuff that i was scared of originally and i thought this is very much more very much more intuitive than i expected it to be and it doesn't detract from the in-game you know sense of 
um, I don't know, satisfaction that you get from taking out these people. How many times have you died? And how you're you're way better with frustration than I am. I think I would have thrown mm. it out the window by now. But you're you tend to be like Homer Simpson when he's just sort of fiddle dee dee. Let's do that again. <laughs> Whereas I just sort of punch my legs and go slightly mad. Well, I have heard that it does have a reputation for getting a bit cheap later on, but from the few hours I've played so far, like I, f- I feel in control, and maybe that's just because I've played a lot of games like this before. Mm. What gets me killed the most isn't necessarily you know, the enemies themselves. It's accidentally pressing R1 because I think I'm playing Demon yep. Souls. And, um, oh yeah, and yesterday I was fighting a boss and my controller died and I almost threw out the window because it was quite hard and I had him. Uh, but it's an auto pause. No, it's good. There's no pause. It's like the dance oh, thing where yeah. you, you can't pa- you can't right. pause it um, when it happens, which which sucks when your controller goes off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got I got flattened. But so far, it's been a nice balance. Like you definitely have to approach it quite um, cautiously, but you can be aggressive. You can just like start slicing people up and pulling off these combos in a way that doesn't punish you for trying too much you know it's it's mm-hmm. not a game where you have to hide behind a shield like you can be active and i really appreciate that and so far i've died like i don't know five or six times and oh, i've played that's, a that's couple of missions and I, I feel like i'm doing all right so far i think <laughs> oh i'll probably get wrecked tonight but so far it's, it's okay that's good i i like the idea of getting back to neo 2 it's just that like i don't i don't know if i can take it because i saw when i went to on back to demon souls and i was like oh god i I remember this. I remember like a game sort of treating me like dirt and sort of like just keeping me on the ground that I'm trying to get up. Like, yeah, I just sort of, um, I don't know, like, because you really enjoy Demon Souls. Obviously, the bosses in Demons are quite easy, like, even though they flattened me. But like, um, would you say that Neo 2 is, should you just dive into it, even if, if you're coming off Demons and you want something that's a bit more cerebral? I think so. I think if you're if you if you enjoy any of the Souls games, I think you'll enjoy this because it's mm-hmm. it's so similar in terms of structure. Like I said, but the combat for me is a touch more satisfying. I'm not saying it's a better game by any means. I still think I prefer the overall package of a Bloodborne or something like that. But here, like the combat is is the thing that will get you in because it is so responsive. It is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. And on the remastered edition that I'm playing on the PlayStation Five, um, we I, I want to say like we actually we got a, a copy for for, yeah, yeah. for this game. Just wanna highlight it uh, not that's that changing my opinion on it Sony, yeah Sony Sony sent us one through but um on the on the remaster edition like you get like a 120 frames per second mode which isn't yeah. great but i'm playing it on the quality mode and like these games whether it's demon souls or whether it's neo like they just work so much better in 60 frames yeah. like i couldn't imagine going back to what back to some of the other dark souls now and um you know playing them in 30 frames i feel like something would be missing whereas here like it's so much more fluid it's so much more responsive and it's uh i feel i feel like if you like those kind of things like you mm-hmm. you you should give it a go even if it is incredibly intimidating in a way that made me not want to give it a go for so long you know <laughs> even when it was I, free like it was like neo one was free on playstation plus and i still didn't try it then you know it's, I, yeah I, I played neo one i was shouting from the rooftops for neo one for so long mm-hmm. uh, it's brilliant at some point i might go back to neo two i just don't know if my mind can take it in the current state but maybe when the sun comes out again i might give it a shot that might be my summer i uh, will see how the rest of the year goes um for now though we haven't got a name for this we sort of just started it it depends whatever's happening <laughs> in the week what we decided to focus on we chose to focus on these games because it's the stuff that we're playing and destruction all stars is obviously the new playstation plus game for february um but yeah for now i've been scott Taylor joined by josh brown goodbye i'll catch you next time bye, bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.